this episode is brought to you by my free What's Working Guide. If you want to download some tips on what is working right now in 2022 from both myself and other real-life indoor playground owners who are currently working to launch or grow their business, head to michellecaruana.com slash what's working or simply click the link in the show notes or episode description. You'll get the free tips delivered right to your inbox. Download my What's Working Guide right now. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers. So back in Monday's episode, I talked about how I like to spend a lot of time in the last quarter of the year really going back through all of my business processes and systems and making sure that everything is optimized and running smoothly before we head into the new year. Because I know, at least for us in our indoor playground, January, February, March, and April were four of our biggest months, not just for actually hosting parties and events, but they were four of our biggest booking months. Everyone seems to want to hit the new year running and get everything scheduled and booked. At least that was definitely my experience. Sure, the holiday season was a great revenue boost when it came to gift cards and memberships and retail sales, but when it came to party bookings and things that were a little bit higher touch, meaning they were a little bit more involved from a staff and owner perspective, January through April were definitely our busiest and most booked months. So again, I like to spend a lot of time before those months actually approach, making sure everything is running like a well-oiled machine. And the reason that I wanted to put this episode out there now is because you're going to start seeing a lot of bookings come in for January, February, March, those kinds of months, especially if you're in the North, the South, I know it's a little bit different when it comes to weather and when people prefer to have indoor parties, but A lot of people listen to this podcast that are mobile business owners, so I think this is a great time of the year to put this reminder out there for everyone. And in this episode, I want to remind you to review your sales tax practices, because even if you don't have a full-time accountant or bookkeeper in your business, which eventually you should absolutely be working towards having, then at least you probably meet with an accountant once a year to file your annual tax returns. Now you might be paying sales tax quarterly or you might be filing your taxes quarterly and that's absolutely fine, but I still want you to listen to this episode and put this on the list of items to review in the next meeting that you have with your accountant. Now this is definitely going to vary by state. So this is not accounting advice. I am not an accountant. This is just meant to bring up as a point of discussion discussion with your accountant that operates in your area. So what I want to recommend you do is go through all of your different products and services and really go through which you actually need to be charging sales tax for. Because I can't tell you how many times I've identified in my own business services that I'm charging and then therefore paying sales tax on when I don't need to. 
So a perfect example is about two years into my business, I actually switched accountants. And the accountant that I started working with said, Michelle, why are you charging sales tax on your daily play passes? And why are you charging sales tax on just a basic room rental? Under New York state law, again, this was back in, I think it was 2017. So make sure you get up-to-date legal advice before putting any of this into practice or accountant advice, I should say, advice from a certified professional. She said, why are you charging sales tax on these items? You don't need to charge for a room rental fee or a service like a play pass in New York state. And I said, well, that was just what my original accountant said to do. But the miscommunication was around the business model and what we would actually be providing for those two specific services. And the accountant just never thought to ask, you know, are you providing any food, any decorations, anything like that as part of your basic room rental fee? And because of that, she just assumed that we did need to charge and pay sales tax Well, it turns out we didn't. And you might be listening to this and thinking, well, it doesn't really matter because it doesn't make a difference for my bottom line as a business owner. Because if I'm charging sales tax and then just passing it off to the state and federal governments, that's kind of a wash for me. But once I realized that my most popular birthday package, our basic room rental, once I realized that I was charging $45 in sales tax when I didn't need to, I instead applied that to a service fee, and depending on who was working and things like that, it would be paid out as a tip to our staff members, which really increased team morale, it increased retention, it reduced the pressure on me to give them increased salaries and continuous raises and things like that. So once I switched that $45 from sales tax to a service fee, honestly, my customers didn't even notice and they were happy to pay it. And this is something, if you do identify any of these services that you might be charging and paying sales tax for when you don't have to, just note that if you did state when somebody booked, so at the time of booking, that there would be sales tax on it, then again, work this out with your accountant, but you might need to honor that going forward. But because I know October is when bookings really start to ramp up, this is something that I want you to review right now. Because as long as you communicate what your fees are, who they're going to, who they're going to be paid to, and what they are, then technically as a business owner, you can charge whatever fees you want at the time of booking, as long as it's communicated and as long as it's in your contract. So for example, if you're like me and you decide to shift what you are charging unnecessarily in sales tax to a service fee or a venue fee or a cleanup fee or something like that, you need to make sure that you put it in the contract and that you explicitly explain what it's for, when it's due, and if there's any sort of refund or anything like that. For example, a lot of venues will charge a 50% non-refundable deposit. You need to really do some, again, you need to have a discussion with your accountant or maybe your business lawyer and ask if that's collected, if 50% of that fee is collected at the time of booking, what happens if they cancel, all that stuff. So I'm giving you you know, a month and a half before the year is over. This is your time to sort all of that out before these huge increased bookings start to roll in for that beginning of the year. So go over each of your products and services and ask your accountant and switch if you need to. If you don't feel like the current accountant that you're working with is providing you the most detailed advice, go ahead and switch. I'm so, so glad 
that I had the courage to switch accountants two years in because we found so many errors and we're still, I mean, years and years and years later, we're still getting random bills for miscalculations that that first accountant did. So if something doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel like this is the best person to serve your business, now is the time to switch and start having these conversations. So of course, things like food and retail items, you're usually almost always going to need to charge and pay sales tax for it. But if you do room rentals, if you offer services that are outside, you know, some of your normal operations, you might need to, you might not need to be charging sales tax on those items, on those memberships, on those passes. So you could be either increasing your prices and adding that to your bottom line, therefore increasing your profit and then hopefully eventually your owner's compensation, or you can be compensating your team instead of handing that money over to your local government. And again, I am not saying that you should evade sales taxes or not pay your taxes. I simply want you to make sure that you're having this conversation every year with a certified professional because you might be paying unnecessarily or your customers might be paying. And that could probably be better served or that that money could better serve other areas of your business much more than it could serve the state, especially if you're not legally required to charge and pay those taxes. So make a list of your products and services, go over it with a fine tooth comb, and you might be really surprised about what your accountant has to say, especially when you break down line by line what is exactly offered with each of your packages, each of your services, things like that. All right, have a great day. That is your play of the day. Make a list. Have a meeting with your accountant, put it on your list of discussion items for your year-end tax review, and let me know, did you find anything that was surprising? Did you find out that you were paying or charging and paying sales tax unnecessarily? I would really love to know because this is something that I always recommend to indoor playground owners who are really looking for, again, a boost in profitability. And a lot of times they're surprised about what they do and do not need to charge sales tax for. And unfortunately, when you set up your business, it's not exactly clear. So again, make sure your accountant understands your business and every single thing you're offering. And let me know if you were surprised. All right. Thank you so much for being here. As a quick reminder, the best way that you can show support for me or for the show If you find these episodes helpful is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you so much. Have a great day. I will see you on Friday.